Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU-Utah. Sounds amazing on the surface from a rivalry perspective, but is it the best game for BYU from a national perspective? Former All-American quarterback John Beck joins us live. And who does he want to see BYU play in Las Vegas? Plus, NCAA tournament game day for BYU women's volleyball. Senior Camry Willardson in Studio B as the Cougars begin the journey of what they hope is another Final Four run. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. Yeah, BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday, December 4th, construction of the new Marriott Center Annex underway just west of BYU Broadcasting, the groundbreaking earlier this week. There is the shovel that Athletic Director Tom Homo delivered literally 15 minutes after we asked for it yesterday. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with second team all-believer, Brian Logan. I'm first team, man. I don't know about second team. Oh, I think I we know. have to ask Justin Bieber about that, right? Who would be the first team then? Oh, probably like a, like a 16-year-old. That or like Lil Wayne. Or, or, yeah, Lil Wayne probably. He he definitely has Floyd Mayweather. By a mile. Floyd, yep. Floyd, yeah. Lil Wayne might have dropped him now, though, since he's cleaned <laughs> up his act. You know, Floyd probably still has him, though. Did you watch the Packers-Lions game last night? I didn't, man. Okay, first of all. I didn't see it. I can't remember who. I think it was either CBS Sports or Yahoo Sports. They took the game final. After the Detroit Lions got their last third down conversion. Uh-huh. The game just went final on their website. Detroit wins 23-21. Idiots. Then Aaron Rodgers throws. He channels his inner Tanner Mangum wearing number 12 and throws a Hail Mary up to the goal. It was the BYU-Nebraska play all over again. Bro, I, I, so I went to the gym this morning, and I was watching the highlights. So I stayed and watched it, and, and there was a couple people around me that I probably like spooked because I, I saw the catch, and I was like, oh, no, whoa. <laughs> Everybody kind of like looked like, What's, he, he didn't hurt himself, did he? And I was like, this is unbelievable. What's going on? Why do you not have a guy like Calvin Johnson out there batting balls down? He's like 6'5 or something. Seriously, put, the, put those guys on the pounds. field. I don't get it, man. Oh, Ziggy Ansah, balled out, by the way, for Detroit. Again, has 12 and a half sacks now behind only J.J. Watt for lead at sacks in the NFL. As always. Woo! So Tanner Mangum tweets this out, which is fantastic. He says, what is it with number 12's throwing Hail Marys this season? <laughs> well played, Tanner. Also, speaking of BYU quarterbacks, Utah fans, a select group, have launched a GoFundMe account to try and get Taysom Hill to play quarterback at Utah. This is not a joke. This is a real thing. This is ridiculous, man. With this quotation. All donations will go to get billboards put up at Point of the Mountain and to set up a recruiting website. That's horrible. All of which will be dedicated to getting Taysom Hill to come to the University of Utah to play quarterback. That's horrible, man. Look, I appreciate the efforts and everything like that, and I appreciate the recruiting, but there's, there's, other, there's other important things, man, that when it comes to you know, getting, getting money and getting funded. There's people that don't have clothes and food. You know, Taysom's not going up there anyway. Like, <laughs> Take that money, <laughs> take that money, and put it towards something charitable that's gonna make a real difference. Feed a kid, save a life. I don't know, save a dog off the street. Something, man. That, don't go to that. It that's did just, say that if it gets over twelve thousand dollars, the additional proceeds will go to a local charity. 
They're at $350 right now of the desired 12000 So oh. mm-hmm. there's that. Here are today's <laughs> BYUSN headlines. Hashtag fail GoFundMe. <laughs> BYU guard Nick Emery has been suspended one game and has been reprimanded by the West Coast Conference for the punch he threw against Utah's Brandon Taylor on Wednesday. Emery issued an apology to Taylor and fans and others for his actions. BYU hosting, well, in a way, they play Weber State tomorrow in Salt Lake at Vivint Smart Home Arena or the Delta Center, live on BYU TV at 3 Eastern. Emory will not play in that game. Tanner Mangum was named the National Freshman of the Year yesterday by the Touchdown Club of Columbus. Past winners of this award, just so we can put this into perspective, include Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, okay. Colt McCord, and Waite. Wait for it. Adrian Peterson. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Tanner Mangum. Freshman of the year. Not freshman just quarterback. He- no. Any position. It's the freshman Heisman, man. He won the Heisman. boy, Tanner. Fox Sports. Stuart Mandel reporting yesterday that BYU and Utah in the Las Vegas Bowl was becoming a greater possibility. Here is the Mandel tweet. Don't get your hopes up yet, State of Utah, but I'm told a Vegas Bowl holy war is becoming realistic. Bowls above it aren't high on Utah. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Now, why would that be? We'll get into that in just a bit. The 13th BYU women's volleyball team begins its NCAA tourney run tonight as they host Ohio at the Smithfield House at 9 p.m. Eastern. That game will be televised on BYU TV and streamed on BYUtv.org. I'll be on the Go call with Kristen Kozlowski, NCAA tournament on BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What happens in Vegas goes national. I don't know who it is, but guy, I'm thinking that whichever team it is will be Probably the second hardest, or maybe not, maybe the first hardest game on our schedule this year. Tom Holmo joined us in Studio B talking about the potential opponent for BYU in the Vegas Bowl and says it might be the hardest, if not the second hardest team on the schedule. That's interesting, man. Why would he say that? So who would it be? Well, and the thing is, about this going national, at least in the Las Vegas Bowl, ABC is going to broadcast this. On December 19th, BYU and the Pac-12 team, they are lined up to play against to a national audience... 3.30 Eastern, Saturday, December 19th. Now, Brian, the $1.375 million question is, who will BYU line up against two weeks from tomorrow? Las Vegas Bowl director John Sassenti told us the four teams that his committee has targeted. If nothing goes crazy, and those four as of right now would be USC, UCLA, Cal, and uh, Utah. The, the, the issue that we're having and, and, and why we don't have so much clarity is there's a couple balls that select ahead of us on the Pac-12 side that still have not made their decision on what route they're going to go. Okay, Brian, bring the goods. Lay out the Twitter question today. Okay, which Vegas Bowl matchup would do more for BYU from a national perspective, Utah or USC, UCLA, or Cal? First tweet in from at Twiggier Stone. He says, USC. They are a traditional power, and they have finished strong this season. We can still play Utah next year, which BYU will do, game number two of the season, and for the following four years after that. Now, Brian, with those comments in mind from John Sassenti and Tom Holmo, there was this Twitter explosion that happened yesterday from Stuart Mandel of Fox Sports. 
We already read the first one that said, don't get your hopes up. He also said this, by the way, ever since I tweeted about the Vegas Bowl possibility, my mentions column has turned into its own holy war. (laughs) Make this game happen. Brian, why could BYU-Utah still hit a chord with a national audience? Um, Or can it? I don't think it can, man. I don't think anybody outside of the state of Utah, maybe some, maybe... I would say that are that are not BYU fans because BYU fans are everywhere uh, and they would love to see that matchup. But anybody out of, outside the state or, or outside of uh, the, the program and having the understanding, the history of the rivalry wouldn't probably wouldn't care. They would just think, oh, that's another matchup. That's that's cool. They get to play their rivalry game. <laughs> that's fine. Cool. Great. I don't think it does anything else, though. But when you look at a team like USC, that does it's different from a national perspective because USC is a brand name. It's a household name. Anytime USC is on, I'm going to watch them regardless of where I'm at. And then it's very intriguing when you when you hear BYU, just because BYU has that that brand recognition as far as being the giant slayer. Uh, and you look what they've done so far with with the schedule, right? So they've been relevant this year from the Halloween costume to the Hail Mary. I mean, that I think that would intrigue people to watch that game. Not one week ago, I had a better shot of convincing my one-month-old baby to sleep through the night Congrats. than of us hoping to see BYU and Utah in the <laughs> Vegas Bowl. Three days later, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, yeah, this, this probably is going to happen. But is it the best game for BYU from a national perspective? To be fair to Utah, Brian, and to the situation there, this is a team that was ranked number three in the country at yep. one point this season. They were 7-0. and they were the darlings of college football, the surprise of the Pac-12. Look, check this out, man. Check this out. Check this out. Fans probably going to hate me for saying this, but I'm about to get real sitting up right now in my seat, <clears throat> clearing my throat. Um, I would rather BYU play Utah, and I think from a national perspective, it will do wonders post-game. Pre-game is probably not going to be a lot of hype. It's probably not going to be a lot of energy from a national perspective. More so from a local perspective, but when you are on the field and you're going head-to-head, I like the chances of BYU beating Utah, especially when you have Devontae Booker out and you have Britton Covey out. And they've been on a down and downward spiral the last few games. Uh, and, and so when you look at USC... From a talent perspective, I do I don't like that matchup, man. I don't want none of it, none of it whatsoever. <laughs> As a player, I'm gonna be juiced. I'm gonna be like, yeah, we're playing USC. You know, come get some national audience, US of A. Come watch us support. But then when I get in that game, my knees probably gonna be buckling. I'm gonna be shaking. I'm gonna be lined up 12, 15 yards back because I don't want to get beat for a touchdown. All that is going to be going through my mind. Man. And what's going to happen afterwards from a national perspective? BYU doesn't get those ten, the 10 wins. Will you get ranked being 9 and what, 4 after losing to a USC who obviously had to lose um, a championship, the, the Pac-12 championship game? Where do, you get, where do you get any love? Or would you get more love from a, a ranked Utah team that, yes, yeah, had ups and downs, but has been ranked number 3, uh, the, the highest they've been this year, uh, and, and and have 10 wins. Do you have an opportunity to get ranked? Yes. I understand that, okay, you're basing this argument on the fact that BYU will get ranked if they beat Utah. Post. I'm looking at the post. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm not looking at 
what happens prior, all the hype, all the glamour, right? This is the best bowl game outside. I, I'm, not, I'm not about that life so just right Just to now. clarify, not about the that odds life. of winning a 10th game and getting ranked, you are going that route because you think BYU over Utah yep. is way more likely to happen. Exactly. And that the post-fallout, because of getting to 10 wins, will do more for BYU nationally yeah. than it would potentially playing USC and think about this, man. not going think about, think about this, man. At the, at the end of the season, right, when it's, when it's the playoffs and, and people are talking about, well, look, look how this all shook out. Look how it all shakes out. And BYU's not in the top 25? Is anybody going to say, hey, remember all those discussions we had with BYU and USC and the Vegas Bowl? Hey, I get Listen, I get it. Hold on, hold on. I need like 10 more seconds of silence. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly what's going to happen. I get, I, get, I get that you like BYU's opportunity to go and beat Utah. And I'm the first to admit that BYU has a better chance to beat Utah than USC, strictly from a talent perspective, because of the things that you brought up. The Utes don't have Britton Covey. They don't have Devontae Booker. And he's like 60% of their offense. They're 2-3 and three over the last five games. They're in a tailspin. Mm-hmm. But for that reason, I want BYU to play USC. Because this is a team that's on the rise. The opportunity for BYU. I understand. Look, you go 9-4, and four, you don't finish ranked. But what if? What if BYU beats USC? It would do way more for BYU post-game than a win over Utah would. Because Look, it's USC. Hey, man, I don't like those odds. We're talking about Vegas and all that, I don't like those chances, man. I, I don't at all. And, 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 and when you look at the opportunity for next year, right, this is going independent and, and, and being relevant and trying to be in that national spotlight, be, being ranked helps you out. And so, yeah, you play a, a, a ranked team, uh, another P5 opponent, but what are analysts going to say? What, what's, what, what's the national audience going to say? Wow, look at this schedule that BYU has played. They, they, they made it into the top 25, and now look at next year. This is all momentum. The discussion is going to carry over. That discussion, I think, stops with that loss against a team like a USC. You're already chalking it up as a loss to USC, but I would argue that I don't know if the Trojans will be that excited to go and play in Las Vegas because we're talking about a team that if they beat Stanford on Saturday, Day, they're playing in the Rose Bowl. You win, you're in the Rose Bowl. You lose, you might be in the Vegas Bowl. Mm-hmm. I see Utah, Alabama in 2008 all over again. Alabama didn't want to be there, but Utah, how much national pub did they get? They got into the Pac-12 because they won that game largely. I see. I see same thing happened in 2009 with Oregon State and us, right? Had a chance to, to play in the Rose Bowl, didn't get it, came to Vegas, didn't want no part of the Oregon State program. Everybody wanted to go home and open Christmas presents. But the difference was there was only two or three guys that ended up going to the NFL from that team. Two or three guys that were actually talented and I would say on a one-on-one matchup, we're more athletic than us. This team right here, this USC team, is I believe is way more athletic than this BYU team. And when you look at some of the issues that BYU has had, I don't think the scheme and the defensive mind of, of Coach Mendenhall and even some of the things that the, the offense has done can overcome the talent. Now, if, this, if, if the team was a little bit more secured with their uh, X's and O's and their schemes and their assignments, I would say okay. But that's not the case here. Anything goes in a bowl game is my point. Anything goes. BYU hasn't even played USC that many times, and that adds to my argument that it, if you have a chance – to go after a name with national cachet, you take it. That brings us to our stat of the day. 
It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. BYU 0-2 all-time against USC. They've only played twice. Back-to-back years, 2003, BYU lost in the Coliseum 35-18. In 2004, the eventual national champions led by Matt Leinart, Reggie Bush, and Lendell White beat BYU 42-10 in Provo. Mm. Bottom line, Talent. what's the best the, for BYU guys, as a program? Heisman, not for fans. Heisman's not for fans. Trophies. And so you can trash talk your friends and neighbors and coworkers. What's best for rings. the program? Up next, we'll ask BYU All-American quarterback John Beck who he wants to play in the Las Vegas Bowl. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter, and it's a doozy. Follow us at BYU Sports Nation and use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Hoops tomorrow on BYU TV as the Cougars take on the Weber State Wildcats. Uh, They face off in uh, Salt Lake City. Watch the game live on BYU TV at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the Delta Center. Check that. Energy Solutions Arena. Check that. (laughs) Vivint Smart Home Arena. Check that. Ah, Whatever you want. Whoever's willing to put out the most money to have their brand put on the building. (laughs) Right. Let's go. Our Twitter question today, which Vegas Bowl matchup would do more for BYU from a national perspective? Utah, who at one point was ranked number three in the country, longtime rival for BYU. They were the darling of the Pac-12 for the first seven games of the season. Or is it a team on the rise? USC, perhaps UCLA a rematch there, or Cal at Nicoletto. Nicoletto. What up, Nick? Says, from a national perspective, USC, no question. Personally, I want Utah hands down. USC, however, has the most recognizable college football brand. Mm. Nick must have not heard the first segment. (laughs) Well, he should download the podcast then and listen to it because that's how you can get it. Former All-American quarterback at BYU, NFL draft pick, and Vegas Bowl champion along with my friend Brian Logan. John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. John First of all, congratulations on the newest addition to your Beck family, Baby J. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. I heard that you just got off the phone trying to buy your tickets to the Vegas Bowl. How'd that work out for you? Not trying. I bought them. Oh, they're done. It's done. It's done. It's done. Literally, you guys were calling on the line, and I was telling them, hey, this is my credit card number. They're like, I got to go. I'm on BYU Sports Station right now. So, <laughs> yeah, I literally, I just bought them, and I clicked over and got Ben. So, yep, it was literally a minute ago I bought them. Nice. John, I, I am having a baby on Wednesday, uh, scheduled C-section. This will be my second. Um, what do you value more right now, sleep or is it football? It's definitely sleep. I can't <laughs> even believe. <laughs> I mean, those first couple of days, because you know, I already have three boys, so I'm running back and forth between mama at the hospital, boys picking up from school, what the boys need, back and forth, back and forth. And then, you know, I've been out of the little uh, – the uh, getting used to having a kid, a, a newborn around for the last four years. My last newborn was four years ago. So it was, oh, man, the little noises, the coughs, the why is he choking and you're waking up and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you can't go back to sleep and then your wife is like a zombie next to you. Like, <laughs> you I've been up all night. You're like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, I, I value the sleep right now. Yes. I thought I, I was like, oh, no, we're good. We've done it before. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, why, why, what is happening again? I'm nervous. John Beck with us on BYU Sports Nation. Okay, now that you've got your tickets, BYU going back to the Vegas Bowl for the sixth time. 
What is your favorite Vegas Bowl memory from the two that you played in an 05 and 06? Well, it would obviously be getting the win. Um, we had gone to the Vegas Bowl in 2005 and played a pretty good Cal team. And, you know, we thought we were going to have a, a come-from-behind victory there. We were going on a two-minute drive there at the end. I'll always remember. I can even tell you the play. And I, I remember I got hit, ball fluttered up in the air, game over. That's it. Uh, and so to then the next year be able to go play a really good Oregon defense, put up, uh, I think we put up like 40 points on them, something like that, to walk off winning and saying, okay, you know what, that capped off the season. We had a great season, and then we got to go to a bowl game, and we got to cap off with a great win there. That was my most memorable thing, walking off the field, knowing that was my last game as a BYU Cougar, and we got the job done in the Vegas Bowl. That was a lot of fun. Okay, let's, let's move to off the field. What was your favorite piece of swag that you got from, from those two bowl games? Are iPod Nanos considered swag? Is, I mean, is, is, would that be considered yeah, one of the I w- yep, I would con- yep, I would consider that for sure. You know, I thought that was so cool. You know, you get all those uh, things that they put in the bag for you. You get all the gear. But then you always kind of know, like back then it was the Pioneer Pure Vision, I think. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, they gave us like a GPS and all that stuff for our car. And anyway, I just remember having like the little Nano and I had previously had the big, thick iPod, like the original <laughs> iPod. So all of a sudden, I'm like, holy cow, like this Nano is amazing. And it's funny because now it probably just sits in some box or drawer unused with the Vegas Bowl sign. But back then, I thought it was awesome. Oh, yeah, that was legit, man. But now ten, we're old, John. We're getting yeah. old, man. I know, way old. <laughs> okay, we've been having the discussion about which team BYU would benefit the most from, from a national perspective, if they matched up against them in the Las Vegas Bowl. Utah at one point was ranked number three. I understand why BYU fans want Utah. It would be an amazing matchup. It'd be fun, another rivalry showdown. But is it the best game for BYU nationally compared to somebody like USC or UCLA? I have to go with uh, USC. I just think, um, you know, in state, there's no bigger game than the BYU Utah rivalry, and you guys hit it right on the head. But from a national standpoint, USC is playing in the Pac-10 or Pac-12 championship on Saturday night. You know, and if for some reason they don't win that game and they fall into playing into the Vegas Bowl, that is a marquee name. It's a a school that, regardless of if they're playing on the you know for the national championship or not, has a huge following. People are going to know what happens in USC's bowl game. It doesn't matter what the bowl game is. USC is playing in the Pac-12 championship one week and two weeks later playing in a bowl game. There are going to be a lot of eyes on that game. So I would love to see somehow USC come and play us, partially because I spend every single day in my off-seasons on USC's campus. So I get to attend a lot of the practices. I know a lot of the coaches. That's a really good football team, a very, very good football team. And it wouldn't surprise me one bit if they don't pull off this Pac-12 championship and possibly win it. So I think for BYU, in wanting to cap off the season against a quality opponent, I don't think you're going to find a better opponent than USC. See, John, that, that's, what, that's what makes me nervous, is that this USC team is, is so good that so many athletes in, in one-on-one matchups that, that, they, that they'll be able to win against BYU. And so I look at it like this. Would you rather have... Uh, so much national exposure uh, prior to the game and even during the game, but come out with a, a loss and, and never be talked about for the rest of, uh, of the season? Or would you rather have 
maybe minimal ex, uh, ex, exposure and, and, and hype uh, playing against a Utah, but go into that game uh, and you have better chances of winning, and then now you're still in the national discussion. You're still nationally relevant because you have the opportunity to, to be in the top 25. So Austin calling and I had this same conversation yesterday on the phone, mm. and I thought Austin's response was great. He said, I want to go play the best team I can play because I want to see, A, where do I match up? If, if I'm going to be a great team next year, I, I want to play against the best team I can right now and see, okay, where do I stand? If I'm supposed to be a great team, let me go see where I stand against a team that I know is a really good team. And second, or did I just go A and then second? I just did that, didn't I? It's, it's all okay. good, man. It's, okay. it's all good. It's all right, man. We're, we're football players. We'll go to B. <laughs> a to B. And then B. He's like, isn't that what football's about, right? Let me go play against the best opponent I can. Like, let me go challenge myself. And I love that about Austin, and I think that's a great response. You know, yeah, we can say let's go play different opponents so that maybe we can still land in the top 25. But, like, let's look at the guys that are going to be the core nucleus of the team next year. Like, what a great challenge it would be to them to go against a Pac-12 team like uh, USC and then say, okay, hey, this is where we stand. Like, let's let's battle. Like, let's do this thing. One of my most favorite games from my college career was when I got to play USC as a sophomore, and they were number one in the country coming to Provo. And some people may say, well, why was that, like, one of your most memorable experiences? Like, they're the best team. You guys probably felt like you're going to get slaughtered. But I didn't. Not for one second did I think that that was going to happen. I remember putting together a little highlight video to try to fire the team up because I firmly believed, hey, like, we can beat this team. Like, we, if we can put things together, we can go like, get these guys. And I loved that. I loved the challenge. So I bet if you ask some of the players in the locker room, hey, would you much rather play an opponent that you feel like you have a better chance of getting a win against so you can finish the season with 10 wins and possibly in the top 25? Or do you want to say, bring on the best opponent I possibly can? I hope that they pick bring on the best opponent I possibly can because that is what makes a team great. When they say, bring on the biggest, toughest challenge I want it. BYU Sports Nation analyst, former All-American quarterback John Beck with us on the show. John, this, kind of, this tweet kind of sums up the fan perspective from at CougarFanATL. Forget national perspective. I just want to beat Utah. Finish with a better record and be ranked higher than them. Hashtag bring on the Utes. Is yeah. there something to that about ending the four-game streak mattering more than national perspective? Of course. Of course. I mean, listen, <laughs> I just bought my tickets. I would love to see USC go and play uh, and, and us play them. But at the same time, if Utah became announced as the team that we would play, there would be that slightly different feeling like, ooh, mm-hmm. it's Utah. You know, I mean, heck, the punch that was thrown two nights ago would bring like, more excitement <laughs> to the game. I mean, I, was, I didn't get to watch the game live. I videotaped it, and then on my phone, all of a sudden, wham, there's the punch, and I'm like, BYU, Utah. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, that would be an exciting thing, of course. And I, I, I could see why, especially in the state, uh, that rivalry is so big, and, you know, I'd have a lot of fun texting Eric Weddle back and forth and being like, all right, <laughs> yeah. here we go. John, what's the most difficult part about preparing for a bowl game when you deal with a layoff? I know for the Vegas Bowl, it's only two or three weeks for these teams, but what, what's the hardest part about preparing to play in a bowl game? I mean, I think it kind of deals with school. Like, you're so focused on this balance that you have throughout the season of taking your classes, you want to give your best effort, I always wanted to try to qualify on Broncos, like the GPA list. Like if you can keep your GPA above a certain thing, I I always felt like I wanted to be on that list and play really well. 
so you get in this balance between school and football. Then all of a sudden, the season ends, you know finals are happening, and you want to wrap up the school in a positive way, and you really do just kind of step out of football. Um, you know, the coaches, they kind of put restrictions on how much time you can be around the football offices. At least they did when I was there. So you still go watch your tape. You don't know your opponent, so you can't really, like, start preparing for them yet. But you just try to watch a few things here and there on possible opponents. I can remember my senior year and junior year hearing it could be these teams. So you try to dig up, hey, do you guys have any access to this or that? Just to get them maybe a head start. But, you know, you're not practicing. Bronco will have the guys go in. They do weight training. They'll go out and they'll run. But your main focus is all of a sudden school. Like, let me just wrap up my classes. Let me put myself in a good position to end the school year. Then it's boom. Now classes are over and it's full football. So it's kind of a jump out, jump back in type feeling. And I think that could be a little bit uh, of a challenge because you step out. Okay, now when I step back in, I want to feel like I'm in that rhythm like I never got out of it. See, John, I think you might have answered my next question, which was uh, were you one of those guys, those, those, those all-star players, those prima donnas that didn't have to run their butts off during winter conditioning, so to speak, uh, and, and weight training? Uh, or were you one of those guys like me that just worked so hard, oh, please. coaches really, didn't really care too much about, and uh, said, you know what, you have to make sure uh, that you're running and throwing up here on the sideline? I mean, you know what, in all honesty, guys, I, I look back at so much of what I did uh, as a player. I probably at times overworked. Like, I just, I enjoyed the work aspect of it. Um, so I definitely was not somebody that didn't hardly have to work and could just go out there and run the beep test like it was nothing. Or, you know, hey, I, I can just show up and, you know, my strength is still there. And maybe it was a thing where I always felt like I had to be working because I didn't want to not do that. Like, I mean, that even followed me on my mission. I woke up all the time to run and exercise and I'd wake up an hour early because I just felt like I got to make sure I'm always putting in the, the like like the work, putting in the time. So I, I was definitely one of those guys that erred on the side of doing too much, of err on the side of if I'm working, I'm going to do as much as I possibly can. I only ask because I, you know, I never saw Max and Harvey, <laughs> Dennis. I saw Dennis a couple times. Occasionally, I would see Dennis, but yeah, I wanted to know if they maybe got that from you know you. Usually, the younger players they look up to the older players, so I want to see if maybe you started that tradition. Well, no, things were different, man. When I was there, we weren't winning football games, so it was work, 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 work. Maybe it was a little bit different for the group that came in after me because they were winning a lot more. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. That kind of surprises me because Dennis. I mean, those guys. Dennis was always a really hard worker. When I knew him, I'm going to have to text him now and just said, "Hey, yeah, Brian threw you under the bus today on Sports Day." <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a, see, this is the, this is the thing. Th- those guys, those guys, they they work hard when when they're when they're working. <laughs> but there's times where it's like, "Hey, coach, I got man, I, I'm, I have this, I have a C minus right now. I'm taking stats. You know how it is. Different language. Like I can't be at practice till like next Thursday because I have like finals and all this stuff. You know what I'm saying? So yeah." You know what, though? Let me tell you, from some stuff I've learned in my time, especially in the pros, I've learned, you know what? Time in and time out. When you're checked in, go 100%. When you check out, man, check out. Because engaging and disengaging, there's some strength to that. There's some power to being able to fully step away and then fully step back in. John, we've got like 30 seconds left here, but I do want to bring up that the Touchdown Club of Columbus named Tanner Mangum the National Freshman of the Year in two sentences or less, what is the ceiling for Tanner at BYU? 
uh, it's going to be fun to find out. There's no way to know. I mean, what a way to start out your career, right? Holy I mean, you can't cow. ask for a greater season. So who knows? It'll be a lot of fun to see where that ceiling is. John, we'll talk to you soon, and we will also see you in Vegas, my friend. All right, sounds good, guys. We'll see you down there. John Beck on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Good stuff, man. Good, good stuff. Good. Not, oh. not about the working hard part, but the other USC you're throw, stuff. You're just throwing teammates left and right hey, under the man, bus, man. I'm not really throwing under the bus. I'm just talking. I'm just speaking the truth. You're man. telling me you never used a class as an excuse to get out of practice. Um, no, I had good grades, man. I can't use that excuse. <laughs> Good one. No, oh my no. goodness. Mm-hmm. Up next, big deal, no deal on BYU Sports Nation, a possible BYU Utah Vegas Bowl matchup. What do you think? Where do you lean? Stay point, with us. I have 4.3, man. 4.2 GPA. Welcome back, my friends. It's a Friday. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter. Of BYU fans everywhere. The BYU women's volleyball team begins their quest for another trip to the Final Four as they host the first round of the NCAA tournament tonight against Ohio. The game will be televised on Brigham Young Television at 9 Eastern. Beat the Bobcats. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. Basketball guard Nick Emery, the freshman, has been suspended one game, has been officially reprimanded by the West Coast Conference for the punch he threw against Utah's Brandon Taylor on Wednesday. Emory issued an apology and will miss tomorrow's Weber State game. That will be on BYU TV at 3 p.m. Eastern. Tanner Mangum was named the National Freshman of the Year yesterday by the Touchdown Club of Columbus. Past winners of the award include Todd Gurley, Julio Jones, Colt McCoy, and Adrian Peterson. The who's who. Fox Sports' Stuart Mandel reported yesterday a BYU-Utah Vegas Bowl was becoming a greater possibility. He said, don't get your hopes up yet, but I'm told a Vegas Bowl Holy War is becoming realistic. Yes. The 13th-seeded BYU women's volleyball team begins its NCAA tourney run tonight as they host Ohio at the uh, Smith Fieldhouse at 9 Eastern. The game will be televised on BYU TV as well as Spencer Linton being on that call. Never too many reminders. It's the NCAA tournament. Just watch. Just just watch it. I would say come. Okay, or go to the game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Time for big deal, no deal. Big deal. No deal. Got the dill pickle here. We haven't done this in a while. (laughs) Wait a minute. Time out. Big deal. Have I not been here enough for this? Have have I missed that? You've never experienced the I've never experienced Or unless maybe Jerem is just, he doesn't. Pick, like, well, acknowledge that's be- it. That's because Jaron would never stoop so low as to give into the Utah accent and say, big deal. Uh, I get it. Oh, he I... was on me from day one. It's deal, Spencer. I, I get it. So there you go. Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations, our sponsor of Big Deal. No deal. Number one. Big deal. No deal. A possible <laughs> BYU-Utah Vegas Bowl matchup. <gasps> How could this? It, okay, there's no way it's no deal. Yes, it's a big deal because it matters a lot to BYU and Utah fans for different reasons. The large majority of what I'm seeing on social media is Utah fans want no part of this game. They want to hold it over BYU's head that they've won four in a row. They've got so much to lose. Amen, brother. Big deal. Number two. 
Short and sweet. We love it. Big deal, no deal. Nick Emery, no Nick Emery tomorrow for BYU versus Weber State. Brian, you want to go first? I think it's a big deal, man. I mean, you have uh, Emery out, uh, Jamal uh, H, the injury. Um, you have Weber State that has won five straight games. I mean, on a hot streak, it's an in-state rivalry, I think. Um, I mean, that, that that's always bringing a lot of extra fire competition uh, to the matchup. So I think it's a big deal, man. Yeah, I say big deal as well because Nick Emery is the defensive spark. He's that fiery leader, obviously. Mm-hmm. And he has turned games around by himself with a steal here and there, transition buckets. He's a momentum shifter. And so not having Nick in the lineup, as you mentioned, Brian, against a team that's won five in a row, yeah, it's, it's a big deal because he was just inserted into the starting lineup, number three. Big deal, no deal. No BYU football this weekend? Oh. This is a huge deal. No football until December 19th for BYU. I know, it's time to catch your breath. No, I want football. More, Give me more football. No this, withdrawals. This is a huge deal, man, because BYU, since BYU doesn't have, have a game, that means I don't have a game. And when I don't have a game, I can watch other games. So I think it's a big deal. Not, not saying I don't love my Brigham football, but it is nice to be able to watch some other national games this weekend. We're three for three. We've agreed on all three. Will this be the difference maker? Uh Number four. Last one. Big deal, no deal. Jimmer averaging 29.5 points per game in his first two with Westchester. Brian? Yeah, you go ahead first, man. You go first. I am going to say this is no deal. (laughs) Because it's going to take a few more games of Jimmer doing this before the Knicks or any other NBA team really is like, okay, we can use him. Okay, so it's a good start, but I'm going to say no deal because it hasn't been enough games. We're four for four, man. I'm going to say no deal as well. Um, I I think from a different perspective, I I think I I expected him to do this at this level. Um, And so, yeah, I I think – I think a lot of other scouts, too, are expecting him to do this. So if he can be consistent and essentially if he can make this to where it's child's play, like this is too easy, man. I'm a a man amongst boys. Get me back to where I need to be to compete. Uh, I I think that's when uh, we'll see that jump. So, yeah, no deal. That's never happened before, Brian and I, four for ever. if you would have put a Justin, Justin Bieber question in there, we wouldn't have, we, you know, we would have been off. <laughs> off, man. Taylor Swift, greater than Justin Bieber. <laughs> Brady Industries, the, the, the sponsor of Big Deal No Deal, Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Which Vegas Bowl matchup would do more for BYU from a national perspective? Is it the Utes? Or is it USC? Maybe UCLA? Stay with us. It's game day for BYU women's volleyball. Camry Willardson up next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan live in the studio bizzle. Remember, if you miss an episode of BYUSN Live, catch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern. A potential doubleheader of BYU Sports tomorrow on BYU TV. The BYU men's hoops team takes on Weber State in Salt Lake City at 3 p.m. Eastern. And if BYU Volleyball wins their first-round matchup... In when the NCAA, they win. Uh, sorry, when they win, Spencer. Uh, the NCAA attorney uh, tonight uh, versus Ohio, they would face the winner of Arizona and Western Kentucky tomorrow night on BYU TV. Will happen. 
Joining us now, a member of the 11th-ranked BYU women's volleyball team and 13th-seeded Cougars, Camry Godfrey-Willerson. Camry, welcome back to Studio B. Thank you. Okay, so I have to bring up something that happened when I was standing next to your mom after senior night. She's watching you hug your brother Braden, and she's just like the tears start to flow. And I was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, she's crying. What, yeah. was, what was that like for you on senior night? Uh, it was it was a cool experience. You know, I had a lot of family there, and my brother, who's been a big support as well as well as the rest of my family, and you know, my mom, she's been there through it all with me, and so of course she's going to be emotional because, you know, she can feel it coming to an end, and she's been the one there that's supporting me all along the way. So it's a bittersweet for sure. Now, your brother played wide receiver at Utah, right? Yeah. I think we brought this up last time, too, you were on. Um, and, and there's been some, some rumors, speculation that BYU, the football team, could play uh, Utah and Vegas. Would you want to see that, that matchup? Yeah, I think that would be awesome. It, I, anytime BYU can play Utah, I think it's a great thing. <laughs> well, it's bragging rights, right, for your brother, right? Yeah, of Just course. rub it in his face. <laughs> This has been a sacrifice. This has been a point of contention in your family, Camry. I know. BYU versus Utah. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you you brought up the the bittersweet of, like, not knowing if it was going to be your final game in the Smithfield house on senior night. Will you get at least one NCAA tournament game? And if you win that one, you get another one. What does it mean to have the tournament at home this year? I think it's huge for us. You know, we get to be home. We get to be in our own beds. We get to practice in the Smithfield house. We get to play in the Smithfield house, which we all love to do. We love the crowd and the energy that they bring. And so it's it's big for us, and we're really looking forward to it. Based on what you guys did last year um, and just your accomplishments, do you guys feel any pressure this year? Honestly, I don't think so. I think we're just a different team, and we we just want to improve. We want to get better, and we're just focusing on us. You know, what happened last year happened last year, and we're just focused on Iowa State. Has that been, been the message for you guys? Hey, you know, put the past in the past. We're a completely different team. We got to move forward and or, and or focus on, on us. Yeah, for sure. We just we want to focus on us and not even so much focus on the other team. We're just working on getting better and focusing on the things that we need to do. What would be considered a success for you this year, as a team, I mean, you've already won the West Coast Conference Championship again. Your teammates swept the West Coast Conference Awards. You've been to Sweet 16s to the National Championship. So what would be a success this year? Just winning our next match, honestly. <laughs> That's a huge success. Again, to win Heather the Olsen next match. That. <laughs> Heather Olsen applauds that answer, Cameron. You, you did you, it again. You, you must have got coached. I threw you the curveball uh, and you hit a and home run again. You, they must have been outside that door like, okay, like when Spencer and Brian says this. this One time I just want to be like, it's national championship or bust, Spencer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a safe. This is a safe zone right here. This area right here. This is this circumference. Right. Here, you can you can be at peace and you can tell us what's really on your mind. It's a good answer. So with that being said, let's answer, let's ask the question again. Again. What? <laughs> no, it's okay. Go ahead. Okay, let, no, let's, no, let's okay. move on. Can, right. she, let's move on. She yeah. already hit the home run. She's made her way around I know, the bases. I, just don't want you, I know how it is with being an athlete and you're trained with media and things like that. And, you, and yeah, you do have player and coaches' answers. And then, yeah, sometimes you can get in trouble if you kind of say, you know, what you're, what's on your mind, what you're, what you're feeling. And here right. you are trying – you're trying to bait <laughs> her into it again. What? No. <laughs> Not me, Spencer. You feel like I was baiting you there? <laughs> you can say yes, Camry. 
No answer. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, what's the dynamic of practice like right now before a tournament game? Uh, we're just trying to get better. Honestly, we're competing. There's lots of energy. Our focus has just been to have relentless effort, and that's been our goal this whole week. When, when does when does finals start? Next week. Next two week? weeks. Okay. Because yeah. so so I, I remember with with planning, we had John Beck on, and we talked about finals and and being able to play um, the bowl game and, and kind of mm-hmm. how you have this lag. Um, so last year uh, and, and potentially this year, be, you know, based on where you guys make it, um, how difficult and challenge is is that? Uh, when it comes to focusing on your academics and your and your finals when you have, I mean, big games like this? Yeah, it can be hard, but honestly, we have a good support system. You know, we have people that come and monitor us and help us, and we have tutors, and our professors have been great to work with us. So, it, honestly, it's an easy transition when we have to take our finals into our school just because our professor, professors are good to work with us. It's the professors, Spencer. <laughs> it's the professors. Hey. It is. It is. When, you're, when, you're, when you're scheduling... And, and you're and you're talking to your academic advisor, whoever it may be, and they say, "Well, yeah, I know you want to take this class, but this teacher really loves volleyball players." Does that conversation ever? Brian, come up? you're walking into a deep dark <laughs> place again, <laughs> man. I'm just saying, you got to have support from the professors. I agree, one hundred percent. Right? Don't you, yeah, that's what that's what she that's what she's saying. It's the professors. <laughs> yeah, no, they they really are. They're good to work with us and. Our academic people, they really support us and keep us on track. So, Heather Olmstead, West Coast Conference Coach of the Year in her first season. What makes her successful as a coach? Honestly, she just she's intense and she works hard and she gets us to compete and she expects that, you know, she expects us to compete and she expects us to work hard every day in practice and her herself, she works hard every day and she's always scouting the other teams and she's always trying to find ways for us to get better. You know, she's always a coach that's in there before practice, serving balls at players and hitting balls at us just to make us better. And that's her mentality. And that's what makes her such a great coach. If if you could have a, a couple of seconds to um, give your sales pitch on why Alexa Gray uh, should win the National Player of the Year. What would you What would you say to the people voting? Honestly, she's one of the hardest working players that there is. You know, during spring, she had bruises all on her arms just because she passed so many balls because she was so determined to play all the way around this year, and she's done it. You know, and so like huge shout out to her for doing that because that's not easy. You know, and so I think that she works hard and. She just has this fight and competitive nature about her that nobody can touch her. <laughs> Last time you were on the program, we gave you the karma, and I think you had a career-high six kills from your, from your center position. Okay, oh, Wait, wait, that was right after? <laughs> you know the power of the karma. We are yes. giving it to you again today on game day. Oh, oh we're going to do this again, Brian? Okay. <laughs> That's what happened last time. We had to touch last time. We did. We did. That's what happened. It worked. Okay. All right. It do it again. It last time, right? It did. We'd also like you to sign our new stretch white flag before you go, Camry. Okay. Good luck tonight. Congratulations on a great season thus far. Thank you. Camry Willardson in Studio B, BYU Women's Volleyball tonight against Ohio. Beat the Bobcats. Up next, Brian and I somehow put a cap on this wild, crazy Friday show. Don't get her to say things on the air. They're going to get her in trouble, Brian. They're going to get in trouble, man. They're going to get in trouble for that, being honest. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it.
It's time for the Cougar Whip Around and basketball. BYU guard Nick Emery has been suspended one game and has been reprimanded by the West Coast Conference for the punchy through against Utah's Brandon Taylor on Wednesday. Emory issued an apology to Taylor and others for his actions. BYU will play Weber State tomorrow in Salt Lake at 3 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Emory will miss that game. Football. Tanner Mangum named the National Freshman of the Year by the Touchdown Club of Columbus. Past winners include guys like Julio Jones and Adrian Peterson. Also, Fox Sports' Stuart Mandel reporting that BYU-Utah in the Vegas Bowl is becoming a greater possibility. He is now projecting that game on his page and says that there is no more intriguing matchup right now in his mind. Volleyball. 13th-seeded BYU women's volleyball team begins its NCAA tourney run tonight as they host Ohio at the Smithfield House at 9 p.m. Eastern. That game will be televised on BYU TV and streamed on BYUtv.org. Women's basketball. BYU women's hoops picked up their fifth win of the season last night against the Hawaii Warriors, 67-56. Lexi Eaton-Rydalch had 19 points. Tomorrow, it's 11th-ranked Texas A&M on the slate for BYU. Swimming and diving. Jake Taylor broke two school records yesterday at the Texas Invitational. Taylor broke the record in the 200-yard individual medley with a time of 144 during the preliminaries. Then rebroke his record in the finals later in the day with a time of 143. Attaboy, Jake. Cougars in the NFL. Ansah recorded a sack, three tackles, two tackles for loss, but his Detroit Lions lost a heartbreaker on a Hail Mary to the Green Bay Packers. A bunch of Cougars in action on Sunday. We'll, we'll update you on Monday's BYU Sports Nation. Soccer. Yesterday, Elena Medeiros yes. and Nadia Gomes each selected to the NSCAA All-West Region team. Rachel Boaz and Vasconcelos yes, were selected to the second team. Ooh, I got that. I got Today's it. Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need most, I'm giving it to Camry Willardson for dodging Brian Logan's questions. Well done, Camry. Good luck tonight. Still don't know what I did. Our elite tweet of the day from Matt Dion, 1993. Will Brian Logan shave his head if BYU plays and beats USC? Oh, Done. Brian, Done. Wow. Done. Yes. Done. Thanks to John Beck and Camry Willardson. Show on demand. Download the podcast for Brian M. Spencer. Shout out to the Las Vegas Bowl Committee. See you tomorrow.